Elance. Elance is widely regarded as one of the largest online marketplaces in the world for a host of professional services, especially those involving creativity and technology-based endeavours. It is a popular outsourcing venue for many small and medium-sized businesses that wish to make significant savings by bidding out their projects to qualified professionals and service providers from all around the world. For highly skilled and qualified professionals, Elance provides a tremendous opportunity to earn dollars right in the comfort of their own homes. The sign-up process. Like most of these websites, signing up for Elance is pretty simple and straightforward. Here are some tips for signing up with this particular freelance website. One, click the Join Now button on the upper left-hand side of the site. Two, in the Select Category page, click the box that applies to your speciality. Click Continue. Three, you have four options at the Choose a Membership Program page. A. Select membership, $149 quarterly. B. Professional membership, $69 quarterly. C. Limited membership, $22 quarterly. And D. Courtesy listing for free. Pick the one that is right for you. Select membership is ideal for agencies or businesses. General freelancers and individuals will likely choose from either professional membership, which is ideal for individual professionals, limited membership, which is ideal for those who wish to place limited project bids, and courtesy listing, which is ideal for simply posting a provider profile. You wait for clients to contact you and will not be allowed to place bids. In this page, you must also select a category. For example, if you are exclusively a voice actor, then select voice talent. Other options include animation, commercials, embedded video audio, music and others, multimedia services, photography and editing, podcasts, radio ads and jingles, videography and editing and viral videos. 4. Fill in your contact information and press continue. Wait for your confirmation, then press go to complete the rest of the sign-up process. 5. In the seller profile page, select the subcategories where you wish to display your profile. The number of subcategories you can select varies depending on the type of member you are. For example, courtesy members can only choose up to three subcategories. Bear in mind that you can only bid on projects in those subcategories where your profile is displayed. Once you've made your selections, press Done. 6. Click on the portion that says you must describe the services you offer to complete your profile. Fill in the requested information. Once you're done, click Update Profile. A preview of how your profile will appear to others is presented to you. Now you have successfully signed in. 1. The benefits of having a membership Elance has four basic membership benefits that are available to all members, including courtesy listings, regardless of level. They are as follows. Your profile is posted on the Elance website and it gives out vital details to prospective clients. Your portfolio is also posted and it contains samples of your finest work. You get regular notifications on new projects in the categories that you are interested in. You may receive invitations from interested buyers who want you to bid on their projects. 
professional and limited members get additional benefits that are not available to courtesy members, such as the following. Participation in Elance's package service program, which is by invitation only. A bid allotment of $80 per month. A private workspace for easier communication with prospective and present clients. Assistance from Elance in billing and payment matters. Inclusion in the Elance rating system, which grades various members on the quality of work they deliver and on their qualifications for particular jobs. Customers use these ratings as a gauge for a member's ability to complete the job at hand. In case of disputes with clients, members receive assistance from Elance in mediation and investigation. Availability of the Elance escrow service to ensure that all payments are made in a timely manner. 2. Project Acquisition Once you have completed your service provider profile, you can start getting projects. There are two basic ways you can land a project. Bid for a project in the project marketplace. If the client finds your particular bid the most appealing, the job will be awarded to you. You are invited to bid on a project. This usually happens when a previous client was happy with your work and wants to work with you again. It also happens when a new client finds your profile and or samples appealing and wants to give you a chance. 3. Tips on getting started this section lists several helpful tips to get you started on the right foot. It is critical that you have the right mindset for the challenges that lay ahead. Bear in mind that the biggest challenge to success on Elance comes at the beginning when you have no track record, rating or reputation. Do not be discouraged if you fail to get a project right away. Stick in there and try to follow these pointers as well as you can. Remember that worthwhile things seldom come easy. A few important tips on getting started. 1. Examine your experience and skill. All members are required to sign up at Elance. Putting the right information in your member profile can give you the hiring edge over the competition. Use this as an opportunity to put your best foot forward. List all your major work experience that is significant to the Elance category you have chosen. State the number of years you have been a voice talent and enumerate the most significant projects you have done. Make special note of the most challenging and impressive voice characters you have played. Try to be clear and concise. Instead of just listing all your professional positions, focus on the depth and breadth of voice characterizations and personalities you have portrayed. Explain why you chose to act them out in a certain way. The more understanding you can give to your potential employer about the whys and hows of doing a project in a particular way, the better chance you will have of getting hired. Remember, you can never land a job by drowning prospective employers under an avalanche of useless information. In fact, the exact opposite may be true. A long and wordy profile may rub prospective clients the wrong way, so much so that they will remove you from their list of candidates. 2. Submit a jaw-dropping proposal. To land a project, you have to submit a proposal that catches the attention of the project proponent. You can do this by putting the right kind of information in the two main fields that you have to fill in when making a proposal. Ask the buyer a question and describe your proposal. 
Asking an intelligent question about the requirement can sometimes capture the customer's attention. It can tell him that you clearly understand the nature of the work involved and simply need some clarification. Questions that seek guidance about how to properly execute a script and what tone and personality to utilize, assuming that these are not obvious, are appreciated by clients because such queries reflect the voice talent's concern for meeting the client's needs and expectations. It shows you have enough insight about the requirement to know what to ask. In the Describe Your Proposal field, voice talents should impress upon the client that they understand what is needed. If you give information about a similar job that you've accomplished in the past and attach a sample of that to your proposal, then you have just increased your chances of getting that job. Some projects have a script attached for voice talents to interpret and send as part of their proposal. In such cases, use the Describe Your Proposal field to explain why you read a particular sample script in a certain way and why you chose to project a certain mood or personality. You should also mention that you will be more than happy to submit additional samples based on any new inputs or guidelines that the client may have. This is especially effective in cases where the client likes your voice but is having second thoughts about your delivery. Providing additional samples that address those concerns may convince the client that you are the right person for the job. When it comes to submitting proposals, do not submit a generic bid that does not specifically address the job requirement. Savvy customers can detect a generic proposal right away and just as quickly eliminate the guilty party from consideration. 3. Don't waste time with subpar samples. When uploading voice samples onto your portfolio, you should carefully scrutinize each piece of work. Only include those that you consider to be world-class because these samples will be made available to prospective clients from all over the world. If you are an amateur voice talent with no actual work experience yet, then you can produce your own samples. These voice samples are critical to your success, so give them all the attention and time they deserve. Without job samples, any effort you exert to land a job is likely to be a waste of time. Some projects provide scripts for talents to voice and send to the customer as a sample. These samples should be taken seriously. Tackle these samples the way you would tackle the actual job itself. These samples, more than anything else in the member's profile or proposal, will be the determining factor in deciding who to hire. 4. Impress clients with range. If you have the talent to execute scripts using different voices or a wide range of personalities, then do so. The more samples you provide, the greater your chances of landing the project. Of course, all the samples you submit must be appropriate to the script and the client's particular needs. 5. Develop a good track record When searching for someone to hire, clients look at the number of jobs a member has already completed on the site and the ratings that member has received for those jobs. These are signposts that tell clients about the competence and dependability of specific Elance members. They are key indicators of exactly how desirable a member's services can be.
For a member to be competitive on Elance, they must have an impressive track record of jobs completed and a glowing history of high ratings. Neophyte Elance members should concentrate on building a track record and getting good ratings rather than earning the big bucks right away. A sound strategy for newcomers is to bid low for projects and sacrifice some income to ensure a better chance of landing jobs. A string of completed projects and high ratings increases a member's credentials tremendously in the Elance marketplace. It will greatly boost the chances of getting more work. Naturally, there are exceptions to this rule. If you feel you qualify, then as by all means, go after the most lucrative projects on the site. Just remember that talent is not the whole picture. You also have to be diligent and disciplined enough to meet deadlines and consistently turn out the kind of quality work that the higher echelon of customer demands. 4. How to get stable, regular work now that you have learned the ropes of Elance and have notched a significant number of projects under your belt, there are two things to bear in mind for the sake of your future success. 1. Keep your standards high. The only sure way a voice talent can earn a regular and continuing income from Elance is to consistently deliver quality work. Sustained excellence is hard to come by and highly coveted by clients no matter where in the world they are based. If you always deliver high quality work and leave your clients satisfied, then you can almost certainly count on repeat business coming your way. In addition, a member who constantly delivers work of the highest standards is assured of having excellent reviews and ratings. For an online marketplace that is as active and competitive as this one, a superlative rating is tantamount to winning half the battle. 2. Maintain a great reputation Clearly, a good reputation is related to the above strategy of constantly delivering high-quality work. However, it goes beyond just the actual work itself. A good reputation will assure you of winning the other half of the battle. Cultivating a good reputation means never missing a deadline, being gracious and professional in all your dealings, and going the extra mile to make revisions or extra voice studies to make your clients' demands. It means diffusing potential disputes and handling every aspect of your job with diplomacy and professionalism. A good reputation means you are a professional of the highest degree. Like scaling a mountain, it takes time and effort to reach the top. But once there, you will find that excellence is its own reward. If you can successfully maintain high standards, then you will be financially set for life. Craigslist. Craigslist, www.craigslist.org, is one of the more unique options as far as online freelancing goes. Craigslist is not a traditional freelance website. It's essentially a bulletin board where people can post job listings or resume CV information. The beauty of Craigslist is that it's area-specific and has targeted categories that make it really easy to find exactly what you're looking for. Craigslist is also a free website. It costs nothing to sign up and post projects or contact posters about their projects. There's no commissions or extra fees of any kind.
The only caveat of this system is that you work with clients directly via email or physical communication. Since Craigslist is only a bulletin board, there are no guarantees of payment or security measures. For this reason, it's always good to exercise a bit of caution when using Craigslist. You're bound to discover job opportunities that you would never have found on other websites, so it's definitely worth it. You just have to know how to be careful. 1. How to post on Craigslist I guess you could call this the easiest part. All you have to do is go to the website, choose the appropriate category and create a post. Here's a step-by-step -step guide. 1. Go to www.craigslist.org and select your region. 2. Select the category that applies to you. The categories that you'll mostly want to use are under Services, Jobs and Gigs. 3. Click on Post in the upper right-hand corner. 4. Select your appropriate category again. 5. You may have to sign up to post in certain categories. Simply click the link and then click the link on the following page that says Sign up for an account. Enter an email address and fill out the rest of the information to sign up for your account. When you're done, log in to Craigslist and repeat from step 1. 6. Now you're taken to the actual posting window. Simply give your post a title, fill in a location, usually just the city, and then write your post. Generally speaking, you can treat it like a resume listing. You should give an explanation of your skills and proficiencies. It's a good idea to use the anonymised email option to prevent yourself from getting a lot of spam. You may still get spam, but it will stop if you delete your Craigslist post and the spammers won't have your email address on file. 7. Click Continue after you're happy with your post. Verify the post is correct and then click the Submit button. 8. If you did not sign up, you may have to activate your post by following a link in the email that Craigslist will send you. 9. Now your post is active. People can read your post and may respond to you via the email address you provided. 2. General tips for using Craigslist. How to market yourself. The law of supply and demand affects freelancing just as much as it affects any other aspects of the economy. You can't succeed unless there's a market for the services you have to offer. If the market just isn't there, then you aren't going to make it. Research is essential so that you can determine what part of your skills you should market and how exactly you should go about marketing them. It's sort of a balancing act wherein you're constantly trying to find an area that's not being overworked and watch out for areas that are overworked. The key is to find a niche where the supply for skills is low but the demand is high. One thing that freelancing might require of you is to go back to school. If the demand is too low or the supply too high for your current skill set, you can gain experience or education in order to fit into a niche where the demand is high and the supply is low. With experience and specialisation, your value as a freelancer increases. So far, you have discovered that having skills and identifying these skills is essential. Next, you learned that finding a niche that is in high demand is important to success.
What you need to understand now is that none of these will work if you don't also have passion for what you're doing. Your heart has to be in it. This is the fuel in the car that keeps you moving towards your goal. Sometimes passion and skills are not enough. Let's say you are passionate about computer repair. In fact, you are so passionate about it that you went to school to earn a degree in computer technology and repair. More than that, you graduated at the top of your class. You decide you want a job repairing PCs. The sad truth is that for every job available, there are about 10 qualified people and about 30 unqualified people who are applying for it. Because the field is not as specialised as it once was, and because there are so many more qualified people who can do PC repair, your service will not pay high wages. But what if you went to school and got a certificate to work specifically on Apple computers? Because there are less people qualified to work on Apple computers than those who can work on PCs, your ability will be specialised. It is a niche area that has a high demand and a low supply. This translates to higher pay. The last thing to remember after you complete a foolproof marketing plan is that it may take a few tries. What's important is that you do not give up. Freelancing is hard work with many challenges. Once things get flowing, things will get better. Don't let a setback or two get you down. Learning from your mistakes and use them to plunge forward. You will eventually succeed with the right plan. It may take some tinkering, but the payoff is well worth the hard work. As you begin to do freelancing, you will want to focus on the jobs. This, of course, is your bread and butter. However, you must pay attention to your marketing strategy. Without a strong plan, you will go through cycles of hot and cold. When you are hot and you have jobs, the money comes pouring in. But then, like a flash, you're back to that same old problem no jobs, no money. You find yourself frantic and scrambling for that next job. You find one and accept whatever pay is offered just so you can make sure the lights stay on. Oftentimes, you undercut your usual price just to have work. Then you get a couple of jobs and the money is coming in again. You don't need a weatherman to predict the hot and cold season for you. You need a good marketing plan to keep this from happening. You have to set time aside to work on marketing yourself. It is essential for making your foolproof strategy work. When this is working, you will always be hot because you will always be in demand. There will be no cold spells because you will have constant client inquiries asking for your services. What is the secret of the foolproof marketing plan? First, you find a way to get new clients. The next step will be to make those potential clients into sales. Finally, you have to make those one time customers long term repeat customers. Preparing yourself for freelancing. After you've carefully weighed all of your options and had a look at the market, you'll see that it's quite extensive. Once you've decided on a few sites to sign up with a niche to specialise in, you need to worry about putting yourself on the market for jobs and projects. The first thing you need to worry about is your skills. Skills are the reason anyone hires you in the first place, so these should be your main focus. They'll be the main focus of your potential clients. 
Some people are born with obvious talents. They are born with gifts, which, because of their nature, make them known throughout the world. We have all heard of such greats as Einstein, Mozart, and Benjamin Franklin. Most of us are not geniuses like these people. However, it is important to remember everyone is good at something. Some people are good with numbers. Others are more creative. Think about the things you can do. More importantly, think of things you like to do and are also good at. What are the areas where you excelled in school? Write down the skills you were born with. Once you have figured out your natural skills, you will have a starting place where you can begin creating your own career in freelancing. It is these skills that you want others to know about when you produce your resume. Besides the natural skills or talents you were born with, think about those skills you have acquired throughout your life. Make a list of those skills. You may have learned these skills from higher education programs, through colleges or trade schools. Have you earned a certification in any specific field? These are usually certificates of completion or achievement. Add any diplomas you have received. It does not matter so much where you got the diplomas. Of course, it is impressive if you have a degree from Harvard, but it is not necessary. As you are developing your resume and beginning your career, it might be an opportune time to think about getting more education in other areas. Again, it is the freedom to make your own hours as a freelancer that will give you the time you need to do such things as improve your education. Another advantage to modern technology is that of distance learning programs, where you can work online to earn a diploma or certification. Take some time and think about how you can enhance your skills to make your career advance even farther. As a freelancer, you are in control. The next list you should make is all the experiences that have taught you skills throughout your life. Include jobs you have had in the past. Don't limit yourself to paid jobs. Add to this list any volunteer work you've done. Did you coordinate volunteers? Did you put on a fundraiser? Did you write articles about your event? What kind of planning did you do as a volunteer? Experience can enhance your sellability to clients. They want to know that you have the experience to complete the job they have requested. Let's say you are asked to do a written piece on dogs. Your experience volunteering in an animal shelter for four years can give you the extra edge needed in order to win the job. Go a step further in your list of experience. Each job gives you a wide range of experience within any given job. Write a job description of a particular job you have had, and take a good look at the skills you used when you did that job. Clientele acquisition secrets. You have a plan of action, but now you need some actual clients. The first step is determining what type of client actually needs your services. Depending on the type of service you offer, location may or may not have any bearing. If you're doing a programming or writing assignment that will be submitted via email, then distance is irrelevant. If you're offering to take senior prom pictures or paint murals, then you'll have to carefully consider the location you market to. Sometimes being close to a potential client may be the thing that lands you a job. Keep that in mind when searching for a pool of potential clients. A good place to start looking for local clients is a simple phone book. If you're looking for local business contacts that may use your area of expertise, finding them in the yellow pages may produce some leads. 
Alternatively, there is an online version of the phonebook at www.yellowpages.com. There may be directories of professional organisations where you can find potential customers. Other places to look are trade publications. Many of those publications contain lists of people that could be potential clients. You might also check and see what is happening in your particular area of interest. This can spark new ideas. It can also let you know what the latest trends are and the markets that are popular. There are also companies that sell lists of names and addresses according to the criteria you give them. It can be expensive but may have a potentially high return. What do you do now that you have your lists of potential clients? How do you reach them? One way is to call them. In certain freelance situations, this can be a personal way to make contacts. You can also send them a letter in the mail. This is a relatively inexpensive way to generate clients and it can have good returns. You could also pay for advertising. But starting off this way can be costly. If your business grows larger and generates greater revenue, this may become a viable option. There are different types of advertising. General advertising can reach a large audience, but it is not necessarily always a target audience. If you want to reach a more specific audience, you can run an advertisement in the classified sections of trade magazines. This is a more cost-effective form of advertising rather than running big page advertisements. Often if you run classified advertisements for a long period of time, you will get a discounted rate. Sending mail directly to potential clients is specific and cost-effective. You decide how your marketing dollars are directed, which is straight at the companies that have the greatest potential for utilising your skills. The larger the list of targets you have, the greater chance of success. In order for direct mailing to work in marketing yourself, you have to send out large numbers of direct mailings if you hope to get a response. On average, you might have a 1% to 2% response. That means you might get one customer out of about 100 mailings. Direct mailings are not as effective as other forms of advertisements. Once you have your target list, what should you send them? Well, you might only want to send a letter to those clients who are good possibilities but are not at the top of your list. Those at the top of the list should get your resume, a business card and a cover letter. If you haven't bought business cards, do so before marketing yourself. You want a convenient way for your potential client to have your information readily accessible for any job that needs the skills you possess. Your cover letter should be dynamic and attention-getting. Don't send a boring pleading letter hoping they will care. Send them a lifeline. Send them a letter that will make them sit up and take notice. Make yourself wanted as well as needed. The letters should clearly state the services you have to offer and why you are different from every other freelancer. Make sure that the person reading the cover letter knows why they should call you and hire you right away. The next marketing strategy you can utilise is the telephone inquiry. These personal phone calls take finesse and planning. Not many people like sales calls. A strategy may be to send direct mailings to potential clients first and let them know you will be calling them. After a few days, you can call the potential clients as a follow-up to the dynamic letter and resume you sent them. 
It acts as a prompt for a busy executive. Cold calling does not usually work as well as this type of strategy does. There are more direct strategies that can be used to obtain new clients. One is networking. You can do this by doing some more research and finding out if there are any local organisations you can join in order to meet people to network with. The important thing is to make sure the group is a target group. You would not join a gardening group if you were doing computer graphics. While you may be lucky enough to find a potential client, it is not likely. A group of other computer artists or businesses that could use your services would be a much more valuable use of your time and marketing efforts. Another situation to look for is any special events or seminars that target clients might be attending. For instance, if you were that computer graphics freelancer, you might want to set up a table at a computer seminar or sale. Public relations campaigns are another way you can generate business. Again, do your research. Find an interesting way that magazines or newspapers might print an article featuring you that could generate business. This may be more difficult than the other marketing strategies suggested, but if you can pitch it the right way, the returns can be high and profitable. Agencies do exist that you can pay to do your marketing. Beware, they can be very expensive. They usually take a percentage of your contract as their fee. It can be very sizable in some situations. You don't want to work for free, so be careful if you use them as your main strategy for generating new business. Now, let's now look at the possibilities for marketing online. The great part of online marketing is that it is often low cost and reaches a wide audience of potential customers worldwide. Advanced technique, making the sale. Now that you've completed your marketing campaign strategies, you should be getting a few inquiries for your services. Have realistic expectations. Not every inquiry is going to be a sale. It does take work. Marketing is only the first step. You have to make those marketing dollars and time pay off. You constantly need to seek ways of increasing your percentage of potential clients into real sales. This increases your profit and ensures your freelancing business is a success. Your job is to convince those potential customers that you are the right person for the job and that their money will be well invested in you and your work. First, make sure that the person you have been contacted by is a serious inquiry. Not all inquiries are. Some may only be curious browsers. In other situations, the person you are communicating with is not the person who can actually approve the sale. They may not have the power to make decisions. If a person makes an inquiry and is not offering an adequate compensation or you cannot fulfil the requirements of the project, then politely decline. You need to focus your energies on the serious inquiries. You need to make certain that you are talking to the right person. If possible, arrange a meeting with them. You want to talk to the person who can actually make a decision concerning a project. Your time is valuable, so there is no sense in spending unnecessary time with someone who cannot help you. Once you have determined that you have an actual serious client and that they are the right person to speak to, then you must consider your first contact with them. The first contact can make or break a deal. In fact, in many circumstances, a client decides within the first minute whether or not they will use you for a project. 
More often than not, your clients will want to contact you on the phone first. Keep these tips in mind when speaking with a client over the phone. Consider a second phone line or second cell phone that you only use for business purposes. This helps you separate business from personal work, and the more organised you are, the more successful you'll be. Answer the phone professionally and always be polite and attentive. The first time your customer or client contacts you, treat them like a customer. Once you've got to know your client well enough that they consider you a casual friend, you can speak more casually, but stick to formal talk at first. Answer the phone in a completely silent room. Background noise like children playing or the TV blaring gives you a sense of unprofessionalism and could negatively impact potential sales. Answer your calls with the name of your business, your name, and a request for how you can help the caller. Good morning. This is the freelance production company. This is Ed speaking. How may I help you? This lets the caller know you are a professional, even though you may be the only person in the company. Practice speaking. Speak clearly and with confidence. Set a good but not fast pace. There is nothing more annoying than talking to someone who is speaking so muffled or so rapidly that it is impossible to understand them. Remember, this is the first impression a potential client will have of you. Make it a positive experience. Remove any unnecessary language, such as um. You can practice by recording some of your conversations and playing them back. Critique yourself and keep practicing. Have others listen to you and give you their feedback. There are books you can get that teach you breathing and diaphragm exercises that can greatly improve how you sound. The confidence in your voice will instill confidence in a potential client. Listen carefully to what your potential client is asking. Listening means clearing your mind from the slightest assumption that you know what your client wants and responding based on that assumption. We live in an era where we are always in a hurry. The consensus seems to be the faster whatever it is can happen, the better. When you actually take the time to listen and respond to someone by repeating back to them what they are asking, chances are that the client will feel personally acknowledged. They will know you understand what they need. Mr. Johnson, I understand that you are looking for someone to write a short book about your experience travelling through Ireland. You kept a diary and would like the personal experiences, along with your travelling itinerary, to be part of that writing. You would also like to add tips on how to save money. Is that correct so far, Mr. Johnson? Below are suggestions for what to do when making contact through other mediums. Proceed with caution if your initial communication with a client is via email. Email is extremely convenient and fast, but since you're communicating through type, you and your client will have no subtle ways of conveying emotion. So it's extremely easy for an email to be misunderstood. With the advent of the internet and, to a lesser extent, the advancement of cell phone technology, the art of writing has had a huge decline over the past few years. With email and chats online, a new kind of online shorthand has emerged. It is a whole new way of corresponding, complete with its own unique language. 
While it may be tempting, you should avoid the use of modern shorthand or chat speak. Never use acronyms or misspelled words in your letters. Imagine that you're going to show your letter to your high school English teacher. If you would receive anything less than A, then you need to rewrite it. Research your potential clients. The internet is a powerful and effective tool for doing research on your clients. Go to Advanced Search in Google and type in their name. You'll probably be amazed at the amount of information that comes up about them. Arrange a face-to-face -face meeting. If your potential client lives close enough, the internet will never replace what reading somebody's body language can tell you about them. It makes it much easier to close a deal if you have this advantage. It also makes it easier to establish a long-term relationship. Bring or send samples of your work. This should be part of your resume. If you are meeting your client face-to-face, -face, bring the samples with you. If not, send your samples as quickly as possible. Remember to send samples that emphasise the type of work you want to do for the potential customer. Arrive on time. Remember the saying, to be on time is to be early. Make sure you have plenty of time to arrive at your destination. Dress to impress. Look like a professional at all times. Pick appropriate clothes to match your profession. Look clean and neat. A tidy haircut and a shave if you are a man and natural-looking makeup if you're a woman will make a good first visual impression. Thank your potential client for their time and consideration. Use language that indicates your willingness to help. To add to the list of how to sell yourself to potential clients, I have listed below the 10 commandments of human relations. These are tried and true ways for freelancers and for that matter anyone looking for a job to make a good and lasting impression. Speak to people. There is nothing as nice as a cheerful word of greeting. Smile at people. It takes 72 muscles to frown, only 14 to smile. Be friendly and helpful. If you want to have friends, be friendly yourself. Be cordial. Speak and act as if everything you do is a genuine pleasure. Be generous with praise, cautious with criticism. Be considerate with the feelings of others. It will be appreciated. Give excellent service. What counts most in life is what we do for others. Look at each one of these rules and try to review them every time you meet a new potential customer. It could mean money in the bank. Don't pressure anyone into a sale. It may take more than one conversation for a customer to commit. Provide helpful suggestions and employ active listening. If they have an issue or problem, reflect it back to them to show you understand and are being attentive. At some point, you will have to try and close the deal. If you have handled the rest of the suggestions appropriately, the closing of a sale should be easy and natural. There may be, however, some objections made by the clients. They need to be sure you will deliver what they want, when they want it, and that you are the person for the job. In these situations, it is important to be more proactive than reactive. 
What this means is that you have thought ahead to what potential problems may arise and you have already worked out solutions before you even met with your potential customer. This means that you have to be empathetic. Empathetic means you have to try to be in your potential customer's position and think about what objections they might have. Once you've worked your way through the objections and the deal looks like it is a success, you move to the next component, taking the client's order. This means that you have the sale worked out and that the client is ready to buy. Sometimes this is a written order, sometimes it is a contract. Have the contract ready prior to the meeting. You can leave areas blank to write in the particulars. If there is a major revision to be done, make sure you set a time to sign the contract in order to formally close the deal. If you do not have the order, you may lose the sale. Be prepared. Be ready to close the deal before the negotiation begins. If the client is still not completely ready to sign, make them a trial offer to do some of the work as a sample for their approval. This enables the client to see what they're paying for with little risk. Once you produce the sample, you can set another meeting to get the order complete. Once the client is satisfied with your work, they are more likely to use you again. It is more profitable for both you and the client to develop a long-term relationship rather than trying to find a new freelancer for every project they may have. That is why it is so vital to make a great first impression. It is not only to land the deal you're currently working on, but to develop a regular influx of work. Remember the old adage, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Do not be discouraged if you're turned down for a job. See it as a learning opportunity. Try to review what you can do differently with the next potential customer. As you become more experienced and your reputation grows, so will your number of clients. Even though it can be discouraging, don't give up. Nothing in life is easy. It takes work, but the rewards are numerous. So keep your head up and your goal in sight. Thank <laughs> you.